0: I'm not like them I can pretend I think I'm dumb Maybe just I
1: think I'm dumb Hello everybody, it's Q I am um, here with you guys without a... has dad duty tonight but i have a special guest twitter anon basil hello hello um do you want to give everyone i think most of our listeners know who you are but do you want to give your at right at the top so they can
0: yeah so they could be like hold on let me go follow this guy real quick yeah Yeah. it's it's at neobactrian so b-a-c-t-r-i-a-n
1: Yes, I'm very excited to meet you. We have a mutual friend in common, Pool House. Yes. Um, And I loved your episode with Pool House, and I just did an episode with Pool House that isn't out yet, but it's going to come out. So we're doing a... We haven't decided what to call it, but we're calling it our uh, multiverse, extended universe of... um, bad gays on twitter actually i'm sorry if i miss are, are you not gay I- oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah don't don't look don't don't lump me in with you sodomites okay <laughs> i'm i'm i have no choice but to be lumped in with the sodomites so yeah no this is uh bad gays on twitter still
1: right i'm glad that you're a bad gay of twitter i assumed from your twitter presence but um i wasn't 100 percent sure do you want to tell any? Do you want to do anything else with an intro? Tell us anything else about you before we jump into the docket.
0: Um, I guess the only thing is if you end up liking anything that I talk about, I do have like a limited series that I uploaded like podcast episodes for, which I still need to do the last episode for. But you know, it's just like different little subsections that I talk about with different guests, like also random Twitter anons and also some like you know some larger people like helena Kirshner, and them and like you know it was cool but yeah if they want to check that out it's like the link is in the bio awesome great um yeah i haven't pulled myself
1: together to so someday i'll have enough time to do a sub stack or something of my own so <laughs> i'm glad you have a i'm glad you have a thing going um let's jump right into the docket i'm looking at back at our um i'm looking back at our uh, our texts i i kind of want to start with uh george S- santos how do you feel about that
0: i love that let's dive right in with him
1: but wait now i feel like a little retarded because okay great that is the gay uh
0: congressman yeah, yeah. i was like wait is he you know he is the gay drag queen
1: yeah, I was thinking I was like for a second, I was like, wait, is this something really esoteric that like Poolhouse and Basil know about? But no, I was right. It's the yeah, that
0: is a full-on
1: sitting member of Congress. All right. So what do you uh are my my I like him. I think he's funny.
0: I love him. I think he's yeah. like um accurate gay representation. Like he is riding that wave of all of these homosexuals, like being like I'm based and conservative now. And then it's like really like striking while the iron's hot, getting, forget your substack, stack, forget your this, that he made it to Congress off of riding that wave. And like, honey, keep like slay boots, mama the house down. Yes, God, all of it, you know, for <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> no, totally. And I thought he was really cunty. Um, and like, I loved how he immediately, that clip of him, um, calling out like homophobia, he's like, I have been told to sit in the back of many rooms because of my identity, and I will not be, uh, g- going to the back of this room. It was all it those was
0: rooms crazy. were dark rooms at bathhouses. <laughs> 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 Please, Miss Santos, can you get to the back?
1: <laughs> and I love, I love his, um, his clearly very botoxed face and lip mm-hmm. fillers and everything. I he mean,
0: was snatched. Yeah, he's. He's like, oh shit! I'm going to Washington. Let me get these injectables, honey. Like,
1: I know, I know. He he like took he took from his dog charity um, that that didn't exist
0: and just did put it all into Botox, <laughs> put it put it all into Juvederm. <laughs> My favorite thing of, uh, that I know uh, I realized him is him like getting into like the replies of RuPaul's Drag Race contestants being like, your your snatch Game was horrible, and like feeling like, oh, this is the same member of Congress, I'm like. AOC went on drag race to like cry about drag queens. Like George Santos being in the replies of Trixie Mattel is like actually less undignified than that. Like I'd rather him do that and be like you were bad at snatch game. Yeah, it's
1: it it. I mean, I think the thing that's funny about him and like I I approach all politics. I mean my whole theory and you have you've probably uh maybe gleaned this but i think they're all sort of like crisis actors like aoc included like oh for sure definitely with pool house and the whole uh idea that the the government our public facing government is not the real government so i'm just like he's a you know i i'm i'm not like worried about i don't i don't really think a whole lot about his politics i don't even know if he does but he i think he
0: have does. politics like that's a thing it's like politics <laughs> is him
1: yeah, he's a fun. He's a fun addition to the whole like scene, though. Right. Um, like, if they're
0: all theater kids, he's like, um, like hairspray, like Tracy's mom. Like, he's the guy in drag. Like, he's the camp character in this theater kid production. You know, it's like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah, and I think what's funny about him too, like one thing I'll say about Pete Buttigieg, who's getting a lot of deserved flack this week, is like, well, first off, I don't believe Buttigieg is gay. Um, I believe that he's like just such a total. I don't think he has
0: genitalia. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that like Chaston gets like a finger up the butt like once a year on his yeah. birthday. Maybe they're the kind
0: of gays who call themselves sides. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> and I feel like I feel like their whole thing is like I feel like Buttigieg was just like oh, I'm 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 too like autistic and weird to like actually have a relationship. So if I'm gonna have a career in politics i'm gonna need to uh i'm gonna need to have some sort of partner and Mm -hmm. so he just he just went with the gay thing because it gave him you know a lot more attention than he would have gotten as like a single you know
0: yeah he just picked some like doughy theater kid again a theater kid and be like okay yeah this is my it's like is it a beard it's like a it's like the inverse of a beard you know it's like this is my gay beard like i get to pretend to have like progressive bona fides for like being with this very doughy theater director and like be completely sex sexless together. Yeah, I mean,
1: I do, how will I put it? I do know a lot of long-term gay couples that I do think are are sort of sexless, but they they start sleeping with uh other people. And I don't think right. either I don't think either of them is really uh is really doing that. I think it's very much like cuddling and then then they have their uh They're biracial, uh, human trafficked twins. Um,
0: I did not know that they were biracial.
1: They are, you know, it was funny because I actually, I actually got called not called out. I mean, a friend of mine was like, I was talking about how I was like, I was tweeting when they first got them. I was like, where the fuck did they get these white twins? Because I've, um, you know, my, my partner and I did foster at one point and, uh, decided or you know we don't want to have kids and i you know i have complicated feelings about i do not i'm not pro surrogacy and i think that if you're going to adopt you have to do like you have to really be like open to the whole like open adoption thing which means that you're like connecting yourself to a whole other family when my family's fucked up enough as it is so i was just like that's not that's not for me but I was making a lot of jokes. I was like, where do they get these white twins? Because like, I know a little bit about this scene in my like earlier, possibly pursuing parenthood days and like white twins are like, you know, that's, that's, that doesn't come up a lot. Like, but then I guess they did some pictures of them and they are, uh, biracial looking. Um, and I was like, Oh, interesting. But, um, you know, they could be black facing the babies. We're not
0: we, you should we, do a Roseanne apology video where you're like, I thought the bitch was why. <laughs> Have you ever seen her apology video from Valerie, uh, whatever her name is, the lady that she got in trouble for? It. She's like, it's just her screeching, like desperately trying to explain actually while smoking a cigarette, be like, I thought the bitch was why. <laughs> <laughs> I did
1: I didn't see that one. I saw her recent stand-up comeback that people were really dragging. Um, but I thought it was funny and I, after watching the stand up, I looked, I looked, I, I Googled Valerie Jarrett for the first time in my whole life. And I don't know if I would have immediately thought she was black,
0: you know? Right. You know, I, I'm like, yeah, no, totally. I get you, Roseanne. First of all, Roseanne could do no wrong for me. Like, I don't even, I didn't even watch the special. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, slay, bitch. Like, you got it. You have, you have earned your place in my heart for the, like, my childhood. So it's like, regardless, I was going to stand, but like, yeah, no, Valerie Jarrett is very racially ambiguous. She's super racially ambiguous. I, I love I
1: loved her debut. Roseanne's definitely doing what I've been doing, which is the she's she's riding the Ozempic train for sure. She's oh, doing
0: yeah.
1: she's doing the injectables, which I've which oh, I've been oh, doing. Ozempic. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And A and A and Pool House have both dragged me for uh just my my continued commitment to taking pharmaceuticals, despite uh everything I know about big pharma. But
0: whatever. I want to be skinny, guys. So hypocrisy <laughs> is like the gayest fucking criticism. It's like, yes, I am me, and you are you. Pharma's bad, but I am me, and I am going to take this. Oh, 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 Zampic. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. I'm taking it. It works. I will say that. I mean, it 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 you start shedding pounds pretty fast. I don't know what's gonna happen when I stop taking it, but. I'm I'm approaching my mid thirties and I was like, I wanna be like really skinny one last time in my life, you know. And then after that I'll you know, if I if I blow up again, I'll I'll blow up again. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I'm turning 30 next week and it's like now we're like halfway through February, so it's been a month and a half of me like I go to the gym and I'm lifting weights, and I'm like, so <laughs> if I'm Christmas time it's not right, maybe hit me with that oh 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 oh, zampic. Like, let me get that, let me see what that ozampic, like let me see what that ozampic's doing
1: yeah by then they're going to probably be like passing it out like you know for free like i i feel like they're really gearing up to uh to like like they did the 60 minute special they're, they're really they're really this is going to be the new thing um i'm sure i'm putting more i actually i, I shamefully but i've, I've admitted this on the pod i am vaccinated um i felt i fell for the whole thing i know um i had to for my job i was one of the first uh i'm a uh um, well i'll be very careful i don't want to get doxxed, but i'm a municipal city employee in new york city so i had no choice um which is my excuse but really at the time i was just like oh i want to fucking get back to normal like what i they yeah. can they could tell me i have to inject something into my eyeballs and i would do it you know Are you boosted <sighs> this is so shameful i'm once boosted
0: oh uh, <sighs> but- i'm so sorry for you
1: I know, but I avoided the. I didn't do the bivalent. I'll never get another booster. I'm happy because everyone I know also turned down the bivalent. So I'm like, I don't know. We we woke up. Everyone woke up at some point and was like, "What the fuck is this? Why are well, they?"
0: Did you get the monkeypox vaccine?
1: No, no, no. Okay,
0: no. okay. Because I was gonna, like, if you like all these homosexuals, the way they advertise their like vaccination history is so disturbing. They'll be like. The little virus symbol times five. The a monkey symbol times three. Some other symbol times two. And I'm like, what are you guys lab rats? Like, what are you doing? Like,
1: I know. The answer
0: is yes. They are lab rats. They they rely on like pharma and prep and like all that stuff. And getting gotten three or three times and da 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 da. Yeah, and they all like
1: I've talked about this in the pod a million times. Like, every all gay men who are on the apps like have HPV and herpes and all that stuff. They just don't know it. You know what I mean? So right. it's like they're like, oh, I'm on prep, it's fine, and they just like don't think about any. <laughs> they just don't think about anything else. They're worried about the wrong viruses. They're worried about the wrong viruses. Yeah. Um, although i I'm I'm a since my big COVID awakening, I'm kind of like. We should all worry less about viruses. They're just, yeah. they're, like, a normal part of living. And, you know, like, if people really understood how many viruses they're exposed to throughout their life at all times, they would they would calm the fuck down. But yeah. I feel like... So Were you love- the
0: type of person who would get flu shots before COVID?
1: Not really, no. I yeah. mean, I, i like, I, d- I would do it maybe, like, once every other couple of years because, like, sometimes because of my job, they would be, like... Oh, someone's giving them downstairs. Like it's free. Just go. And if it was like that easy, I would get it. But I never yeah. like thought it out. But um back to George, I think this is one of my theories, is that uh there's gonna be a funny like grinder scandal about him. I think.
0: Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. That make that like plays right down the middle. That is and I'm sure he has some sort of skeleton in the closet, like. That's the thing, it's like, I've said this before, back when monkeypox was, like, popping off, there was, like, all these, like, very, very handsome theater kid types, like, cut, buff, like, whatever, New York City, like, Equinox types of gays, who'd be like, got monkeypox. it could happen to anyone, and the thing is, like, their female friends, or, like, females who really like gay men, who, like, watch Drag Race and stuff like that, like, oh, yeah, look, it's, like, these gay men... It's, like, sweetie, because you don't understand these men are perverts, like, these men are ho sloppy bottom hoes, but they look very put together and they go to Equinox So you think that they're just, like, you know, your sorority sister friend. It's, like, no, these are deviants. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm constantly,
1: like, I, I constantly talk to female friends who you know, had their, like, slut eras. And I, like, will tell them a story. I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I just... This guy just blew me in this, uh, you know bathroom of this club or what i'll just say something like really casual like yeah you got like something like that did happen back in my slut era and they'll be like what how did that even come about and i'm like i don't know with gay guys it's just kind of they
0: don't understand it's a completely different it's like com- really aliens and they don't understand it like i remember my friends telling me about like key west and like how they how much they get like oh my god it was like shocking that we went and we saw like at the gay bar, this guy like blew this guy on the thing. Like, yeah, like that's like the that's like the Disneyland version. Like you you're a homosexual man at Key West. You could go to like things where you as a woman are not allowed to even go because it's like that debaucherous. It's like you have no you get the sanitized version.
1: Totally. I have one female friend who went with me on my 21st birthday trip with a to a, with a bunch of gay guys to New Orleans which was a really, really wild ratchet trip. Um, but we went to some, like, really, really seedy, like, um, gay bars. And, like, there were a bunch that she just had to, like, they were like, you have to sit here in this, like, little,
0: like, bench at the mm-hmm. front. Please you don't can't disturb go- anyone with your femaleness.
1: Yeah, so th- and she was, like, she hated it because she was just, like, we were all so wasted and we'd be like, sorry, girl, we're going in. And she would just have to, like, sit at the bench at the front, like, watching. She's like, I just watched, like, two hours of gay porn while you guys were in there. And we're like... Because <laughs> like, that's all she could see. You know what, what I mean?
0: Sport. What a good sport.
1: She was a good sport. She's a good friend. Um, But, yeah. So that's my prediction. George Santos is going to have some grinder scandal. I don't think he's going to go away anytime soon. He's definitely not going to resign.
0: No. And good no. for him. He shouldn't yeah
1: and i i think it's um i think it's cool that i i do think marjorie taylor green's glow up is a little bit his his doing
0: you know oh my god she looked fucking good at that state of the union with her fucking fur i was like yes bitch let them fucking know like yeah. yes i'm mgt and i'm here to like fucking show up and show out like yeah no good for her i love her Yeah. be like Madison Cawthorn, like how they got Madison Cawthorn. They're going to try to do the same thing with George Santos, but it's going to be even like gayer, like, you know?
1: Yeah, but I I think that she, I think he's responsible for her having a little bit more of a fashion sense. Mm
0: -hmm. It's like camp it up. We're doing political theater here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like you need to come in like a full fur coat, blowout is done. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to look like that because it'll be funny and people will like it. And they did. I I think that's the thing. I think when I, when I, um, talk to like my lib friends about politics, they're like, um, you know, they're like, they don't get my stance. I'm like, you guys do like these people. Like,
0: yeah, you're you're, obsessed.
1: You're obsessed. You spend a lot of time reading about them. You do think they're funny and you just feel like you can't say that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. But AOC is funny too. AOC is funny in like of in a way that's like you have to get past how horrible she is. Yeah, but you have I, to get past how annoying she is, and you can be like, "Oh, look at this bitch doing fucking rever- like fucking Sunday church revival, doing Adolf Hitler gesticulations over fucking Ilhan Omar not being on committee. Like that's hilarious." It is hilarious. And I thought her big booty Latina clip. Oh my god, name. I love Big Booty. There she is, my favorite Big Booty Latina. I love her so much.
1: <laughs> I know. And I love that she's I love that when she did her TikTok where she was like, he was screaming at me, big ass, big booty Latina. Big juicy
0: like- booty. <laughs> he never said juicy. You yeah. said juicy yourself, Miss J wannabe. Like <laughs> Totally, totally. And she
1: um, yeah, I mean she she is hot and she knows it and she likes I think she I think she secretly, that moment I thought, I I know that she was like, oh, I was sexually harassed. But I think at that moment she actually was like, oh, I'm getting called hot.
0: Every woman is like that when they get catcalled. They're like, yeah, I got it. And also, I'm like just surprised that she wasn't like, he said he wanted to, like, colonize my Puerto Rican pussy with his white cock. And I'm like, that's what you're really feeling, bitch. Like, I know you. I know what you're all about, bitch.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah, I'm so happy that, I'm so happy for, like, more and more George Santos um, clips. And I, I, I think it really proves that, like, you got it or you don't. Like, mm-hmm. Like people who are like, oh, like, you know, um, whatever, like, so and so is like slaying. And I'm like, no, he knows how to slay kind of like um, intuitively. Yeah. You know?
0: If you compare him to, um, oh my God, I always forget his name, the senator from Missouri that they a lot of people like, uh, Josh Howley, right? Josh yeah. Howley, politics, mostly great, love them, whatever, but he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have. The charisma, the uniqueness (laughs) of the talent—he doesn't have it. And it's like if he could, he needs to have a meeting with George Santos. They need to collab, you know. Where it's like, and where it's like, you need to start wearing furs, Allie. Like you need to like put a look together.
1: Yeah, put a look together. Did you watch the season of Drag Race where Simone won?
0: Yeah, I'm uh, my guilty pleasure is Drag Race. I like have an encyclopedic knowledge.
1: Okay, so I feel like George Santos reminds me of the the candy uh, news no not candy <laughs> news, but a little bit but when um when lala re had to do her uh sing for your life or lift, oh, the
0: design challenge
1: yeah and she sucked and then and then she was up for elimination and she came out in that horrible horrible outfit but she just slayed that little white twink like to the floor and yes. i'm like this is the truth like a, like people who can serve like that, it's not about what they're wearing, right? Like, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, they can bring it or they can't, and that's like, kind
0: George of- Santos. Looking at him is not someone that you're going to be like, "Oh my god, he's got it," because he's like kind of frumpy as the filler, whatever. But it's just the mag- the magnanimousness of it all. It's the magnanimity, whatever the word is. It's like he just has it, you know. It's like, yeah, it's very much that. Where it's like you're wearing a bunch of paper bags in Congress, but you're actually like fucking slaying all your haters because they're they are they're giving you exactly what you want, which is the attention. Totally. And I, I think it's so
1: obvious. Like, people are like... Like, the whole New York Times hit piece about him that was like, where the fuck did he come from? Where did he get this money? I'm like, guys, he's just a... He's a plant. Like, he they, they thought he would be a fun, like... You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. a, he, he's a fun person to put out there. They, they need to keep it interesting because if we get bored then people start really getting upset. So they, they got to give some entertainment. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't even, I, I don't know what, you know, they're they're able to filter money through so many networks, but I'm like, someone got him the fuck up there because they were like, we need to bring a little bit of like,
0: It's like it makes here. more sense why he's there than it does why Lauren Boebert is there. Like Lauren Boebert is a retard. Like, she's on the side that I'm on. So it's like, whatever, you know, crit- like critical support to Lauren Boebert. I much rather be obs- not upset. Obs- I'd much rather be interested in George Santos than Lauren whatever her name is, Laura Boebert. It's like she doesn't have it.
1: Yeah. So let's I want to ask you a question. So are you, do you identify, do you self-ID as a Republican?
0: Um, I just have a a pinned tweet on one of my old accounts that's currently suspended where it's like, yes, I'm a communist in parentheses, Republican voter. So it's like <laughs> I Um, In the short and medium term, I'm fully voting only for Republicans as a means to throw sand in the gears for the left. But I ultimately understand that, like, the Republican Party is going to, in the next, like, decade, in the next 10 years, prove to be a complete dead end. It's just the fact of the matter is, is, like, the mass of normal working people's energy against the left only exists in the MAGA movement. And the MAGA yeah. movement is ho- is housed entirely within the Republican Party. So, yeah, for the next two or three presidential cycles, we're voting for Republicans. We're voting against Democrats in any way that we can because we need to throw sand in the gears. But ultimately, you know, when you think about people like Mitch McConnell and Liz Cheney and blah, 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 those people are still at the top of the party organization the party is going to be a dead end. Capital will recalibrate itself in order to put the kibosh on it. But right now, it's like, yeah, we got to be Republican. We're, we're GOP voters over here.
1: <laughs> I don't vote, but yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I understand the urge. I mean, I had a lot of conversations with a and like-minded people about like you know, do we need to vote for Republicans in order to try to stop the lockdowns or whatever. Um, and I ultimately decided just to, like, not vote because I I just think voting's fake.
0: Well, where of. we are, it really is very fake. I mean, where we are, it doesn't. it literally does not matter what we do. Like, we live in yeah. machine states. The party is, like, as long as the city and Newark and, you know, these places exist, like, these states are going to be very blue forever. So until the party implodes, it is what it is. But... I still, it's completely like, um, just self-satisfactory to be like, yeah, fuck you. It's It means nothing. It's absolutely meaningless.
1: But... If you, if you don't want to dox your location, you don't have to, but are you, he- are you here? Are you where yeah. I am? Are you- yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, so I'm
0: just outside where you are. Like, but, yeah.
1: You're in this, you're in the, like... I'm in the metropolitan area. The, you're in the metropolitan area. If I
0: wanted to be there, I could easily get into there in 10-15 in minutes, but I'm very happy to be on this side of the river.
1: I'm. I think we're on the same side of the river. We'll talk. We'll talk when we get off. Because okay, I, okay. I, I work, I work in Manhattan, but I'm, I'm not in Manhattan. So I think we're maybe, I think we're maybe on the same side of the river. Okay, we, could, okay. we could, discuss off air. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess we could. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about George Santos. Um, we want to do the controversial. Uh, do we want to do the? We ha- we had a little disagreement no 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 blood spilled but we, no, of we, course not. Yeah, no. we we didn't agree about uh matt walsh's dylan mulvaney yes. video yeah uh so for the listeners who haven't seen it matt walsh did a video which was pretty cunty to be honest like mm-hmm. in the sense of like it was kind of like a gay drag video. i,
0: I yeah, thought it was like read- a full-on read like he read her from top to bottom like read yeah yeah bottom. It
1: was basically like you're never gonna be beautiful you're never gonna be whatever you're never gonna be a woman And I, my take what I posted was mainly because I was in like a very like, you know, Christian mood that day. I was just like, he's not like, like his whole, like, I'm such a good Christian thing. Like, I don't feel like that's what I was critiquing is like, I don't feel like this video is like in line with like Christian values. Because my, my take and, and A and I have talked about this a lot. Like my take on like trans issues is like. Uh, we Like, I don't have any problem with how people want to dress or how people want to present. And the stuff that, like, I find upsetting and disturbing is, like, the whole biomedical industrial complex that's been mm-hmm. built up around it. And this, like, repeated refusal to um, acknowledge that there's, like, social contagion of some kind, especially amongst kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, what disturbs me. But, like, obviously being gay <clears throat> and being part of, like, artistic communities, like, I, you know, have been around people who are gender nonconforming uh, my whole, like, life. Like, when I was a party kid and all that stuff. So, it doesn't bother me that, that people want to dress a certain way or look a certain way. And I don't give a shit what you do with to, to, like, to make your body look the way you want it to look. Like... None of that bothers me. It's more of this, like, uh, you know, it's this insist. It's like this big pharma is trying to make everyone patients, and this is like another right. way to make everyone patients. That's my take. But do you want to give your? Uh, well, I agree we, with
0: your take wholly. It's just yeah. that I had to take it one step further, where it's like. Within itself, yes, that is the main issue is like the biopharmaceutical industry and, you know, the medicalization of gender nonconformity to get people to be permanent customers for the pharmaceutical industry. That is in and of itself its own issue. The issue beyond just the tranny question that I always say, the TQ, um, beyond that, that implicates everything else is the censorship regime that's built up around it. So when you talk about workplace uh, human resources departments, like the diversity, equity, inclusion, or you talk about online terms of service, by adopting gender ideology, right, it gives them this very amorphous tool to censor you, to take you off a platform, to have you fired, to have you disciplined, to have you self-censor using the tranny question. It has nothing to do with actual trannies in our lives or whatever. And like you said, I I have no, I don't give a fuck how people dress or what they want to call themselves as. As far as like, uh politeness and civility like you bring your training friend around i'll kiki with her and call her she her and all that it doesn't bother me in the slightest my thing is is that we have to make the distinction between you know there's tons of people who know who uh, everyone knows what a man and woman is obviously blah 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 but there's tons of people who agree with us fully but they can't say anything because they have a brother or a sister or a cousin or a friend who is like has quote unquote has a gender identity and is now a tranny and blah blah blah. And they're like, that friend is holding a gun to their head where they're like, if you acknowledge reality, I'm gonna kill myself. And it's like, that person's in a, in a prison. And I feel bad for that person, you know, not the tranny themselves, but the person who wants to be able to live in reality but can't. That's one thing. I luckily don't have that. But that's one thing where it's like, you're, that's just your cousin, your friend, your neighbor, whatever is not, it's just a regular person. Dylan Mulvaney is not a regular person. You know what I'm saying? Dylan Mulvaney is a political actor. He is elevated by the algorithms. He is getting these endorsements. He is push- He's meeting with the president. And it, my thing is like... um, I, There's two ways you could look about it. One is a completely secular way where it's like, these people are my political enemies. They're pushing a political ideology that's counter to my interests. I don't want... These motherfuckers during COVID would have gladly put me in a camp. These motherfuckers would... These motherfuckers will watch as my city burns down and say nothing. These motherfuckers will watch as kids are taken away from their parents because their parents don't affirm them and because they have a tranny flag in their bio will say nothing. So I'm like, I'm not going to clutch my pearls over being like, yeah, you'll never be a woman. He's even really, like, he went in in, like, this type of, like, very, like, measured type of way that it's like, You will never... Not like you're a disgusting freak who deserves to die. It's like, no, you will never be a woman. Anyone who's telling you positive things is doing it as a lie just because of whatever. But then the thing is like... But fundamentally, it's like Dylan Mulvaney is a political actor. These are not my friends. That's why it's like a lot of people hate Basil from Twitter. Like, you know, because it's like, yeah, your podcast friends, your Substack people that you are subscribed to are not my friends. I don't know them. I have real friends who, when I'm sick or around and when I'm like... They're not my friends. They're political actors. We're doing fucking politics here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the secular thing. Then the whole like uh, Christian aspect of it, um, Logo Didalis or whatever, however you pronounce it, always uses this uh, passage where it's like Matthew 30, 10 or some shit like that. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say that. You know, some verse like that where it's like, I come not to bring peace. I come to bring the sword. I'm going to turn sons against fathers and daughters against mother-in-law. It's like, sorry, when someone is pushing something like that, Despicable. It's like it's only it's it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the monkeypox gaze. It's like yeah, it has this veneer of about inclusivity and just being normal and being chill and letting everybody live. Where, it's like, but wrapped up in that, inextricable from it. You can't separate it. Is the fact that it's like no, this is tied to the medicalization of gender nonconformity and ties this whole censorship regime that will get you kicked off of kicked out of the discourse for any number of things where it's like, yeah, you're anti COVID lockdowns or you're anti climate change lockdowns or you're anti supporting Ukraine. Well, guess what they could get you for the tranny question very easily. If you just like say Charlotte Kleimar is a man, you know? So that's my take on it. I get what you're saying. It's not nice, but it's like, my thing is like, don't be fucking nice. These people are not nice.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I I get it. I mean, I think Dylan Mulvaney is, is, is insidious. and, I don't think that Dylan Mulvaney is a very good representation for gender nonconforming people. Um I wouldn't want to be represented by Dylan Mulvaney. Um and I guess my I do understand the other thing I do understand is I do understand why women are have like serious um concerns about like the end of sex segregated spaces and like I I think that like people are so um dismissive of that and we've had um podcasts who are women who talk about that and it's like i don't feel like i feel like women are like constantly silenced uh when they try to express anything and it's like it is it, it to act like it's not a question worth asking is kind of insane to me because yeah. uh, you know most gender nonconforming people i know kind of exist totally outside like they they're not they don't care about going into a woman's bathroom at a Denny's or whatever like you know what i mean like they're living lives like you know in places like Brooklyn and stuff like that where like it doesn't even right like they don't even encounter this issue right. like it's like a
0: parallel universe for them
1: yeah and if you go to a queer gay club like there is no there is no men's and women's bathroom. Like none of, you know, like it, they're already like integrated spaces yeah. um, in that sense. So it's like, yeah. So I, that's, that's my whole thing. I just think Dylan Mulvaney is definitely an op and it's definitely meant to like infuriate people and distract people. And I, I, I do understand why there's women who are offended by it, especially when you think about what, and I do think women go through just a like horrible obstacle course of sexual predation from the time that they're like 11 or 12, (laughs) you know, pretty much until they age out of that. And I think it's like, you know um, yeah, that's all I just think. uh,
0: So that reminds me of two things. Like one, it's like, so, because I'm Afghan, because I'm Muslim, and I just went to Afghanistan, and I would, to do that, I have to go through Dubai or whatever. It's like that. It's like those societies have way more sex segregation. And honestly, in many cases, like we could do with way more sex segregation. Men, I don't really care. The thing about being a sodomite is I don't really give a fuck about women. Like as an abstract concept, I don't like really give a fuck. Like it's that's personally I understand that might be crass or whatever. Like, but as men. And as women, we both benefit from having spaces that are sex segregated where, you know, men are only around men and women are only around women, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, like, the thing about the whole women thing is that very – because, like, when I first came onto Twitter and I first started, like, getting a little bit of traction, the first, like, group of people to, like, really glom onto me were radical feminists. And if you if you follow me at all of these past, over the past year and a half, two years, you know I currently fucking hate radical feminists. Like I with a passion. Because it's like you wanted to get rid of all those sex segregated spaces. It was Ruth Bader-Ginsburg, second wave feminism that wanted to dismantle all these sex segregated spaces. And lo and behold, the logical logical consequences of, of our actions are such that you are now. Clawing trying to get your sex segregated spaces back. So it's like very much like, well, you want me to feel bad for who? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like very much like, so yes, I totally get it. It sucks for women. Women do have this whole thing and blah, blah, blah. But up until like it's liberal women who are the ones who are going to be telling you that trans women are women. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they're the foot soldiers. They're the HR lady. They're the one who's going to be like, don't say retarded. And my retarded trans woman is a woman. You know, it's like, up until the second it clicks for them, that's who they are. And then usually when it clicks for them, they become a rad femme or like this gender critical, whatever, and they become annoying in a very different way. So it's like, I, I, part of like, killing the liberal in my mind has been like, I really try not to ground anything in like my sympathies for or advocacy for uh an abstracted identity group that's not my own so like i'm not going to be the one who's going to be like this sucks for women like yeah probably it does suck for women and i know it does suck for women because i the course of my trajectory through the internet is such that i had to pass through these radical feminist spaces but I also know that radical feminists the second that I mentioned something about like, yeah, maybe abortion isn't the greatest are going to be the first ones to be like, go back to your country, you fucking terrorist. And it's like, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I like to just stick to where I'm from. Where I'm like, yeah, me as a sodomite or me as a Muslim or me as a, you know, anti-left Marxist or whatever. Like, that's how I really want to ground. Because like, I don't want to do this abstraction where, like, I care about the workers and the women and the gender non-conforming. It's like, no, there's no such thing as a real trans person. They're all, its all, we're just like, but yeah, that's where I come out. And it. it's like, good luck to those women. But yeah, yeah. Be, mean, be mean to political actors who are advancing a political project that is counter to your interests.
1: Can we uh, back up for a minute? Cause I'm so curious. You went to Afghanistan recently?
0: I went to Afghanistan um, in September, actually. It was amazing. It was my first time ever going there. I was born in, america and um when last not last august august prior to that when the taliban liberated the country um i was like wow the war is over maybe i could actually go to my country so i was like okay it's august 2021 i'm like okay if there's still peace in the new year so january 2022 i'll make plans to go for afghan new year's which is the first day of spring So January comes along, I'm like, okay, cool, like, I'm gonna do it. Then, like, you know, I had my own, like, there was family stuff that got pushed back. So eventually I just went in with my brother in September for, like, two weeks.
1: What's it, I mean, what's it
0: like there right now? So, first and foremost, the war is over. So that's, like, a huge change. Like, you know, there's no foreign troops, there's no whatever, stuff like that. But secondly, the thing that also immediately changed overnight was, like, for the past 20 years, our money as Americans have been being funneled to the defense industry through Afghanistan. And the way that they would do it was by, like, creating this, like, artificial middle class of, like, people who were, like, roughly our age, urban, educated, and would work for, like, all these, like, NGOs that were somehow tied to the imperial project. So, like quote-unquote human rights NGOs, quote-unquote women's rights NGOs, quote-unquote development NGOs. And so when the occupation ended, all of those occupation-based economic activity ceased overnight. So, like, basically anyone who had, like, what would in America be, like, an email kind of job, like an email type of person yeah. job, went away overnight. So for them, the urban faux middle class of, like, Under forties. Also, you have to realize, like, over half the country is younger than fifteen years old, so it's a very young country. So it's like they are displeased with the economic status. The economic like situation is dire, you know, for like a lot of people. Like, if you don't have connections to the West, which a lot of them do because it's a huge like refugee population who get like remittances, like we send our family money every month, they're okay. But if you have like that email job and you don't have some other way, like you're kind of it's it's rough time for you but like if you were like um you know like a street vendor or a taxi driver and worked primarily in cash it wasn't a huge shock for you or like a farmer or it wasn't a huge shock for you but the biggest change is like you could travel around the country without like a drone strike or a counterinsurgency strike or some type of shit like that's so like it's a huge huge change but like it was amazing it was an amazing amazing experience to be able to be like this is my country, this is where my people are from, you know, it was like very, it was amazing like, self-actualizing type of moment
1: Is it, you were in Kabul? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Is it, like, pretty? I like, have no idea, like, what
0: So, (laughs) Kabul is, like, super urbanized, like, so, I forget how many millions of people live there, but it's like, four or five like, something around four million people live in Kabul proper They have, like you know, gardens and stuff like that, it's like but there's also other parts that's like, oh, this is like a slum. That like it's like you you were like, it's very crowded and it's not very developed. But like Kabul is like a, you go to like uh, certain neighborhoods, it's like, oh, this is nice, nice. It's like, it's like it, it's not, um, it's not like desert. It's not like, it's not dilapidated. It's just like a poor country, like kind of like picture Colombia ish or like a okay you know like a honduras or something like that like that kind of level so i was in Kabul and i was in a, a city in the north mazara sharif and it's like we drove between those two i sort of, I, I show you some of these clips it's like insane there's like no roads you're driving through the mountains there's like donkeys and goats it's like it's crazy it's really crazy it was jarring as a westerner
1: damn um, I've been reading, I mean, the, the Western media has kind of been silent about this, but that there's a big famine. Is that, I, I'm guessing that's not hitting Kabul. I'm guessing that's hitting, like, more rural areas. Yeah,
0: There's also, like, floods last year and stuff like that. Like, stuff like that is always, like, food insecurity is a huge issue. It's it, because our government keeps them under sanctions, so other countries won't even recognize the new government. It It, it harms trade, like... Afghanistan, thank God, like has like resources itself. Not only just like mineral resources and stuff like that, like agricultural resources, things like that. It's like they're just stymied by the fact that like our government can't take the L and be like, okay, we have to recognize this new government. We have to release their sovereign funds, like stuff like that. So it's like I always say, if you're like a Westerner listening to this, you don't really Afghanistan is not, not really your business. It, it, women in Afghanistan is not your business. What is your business is your government, like keeping sanctions on them and your government, not letting other countries recognize them and your government, like that's the takeaway. It's like normalize relationship relations with the new government.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's obvious, like, you know, the U S just fucked that country so hard and then left and in this, uh, you know, very like sudden way and i think the truth and i don't know if you feel like this is the truth but i mean the truth that i've come to is that like the taliban to some extent has always been just that the afghani people like in the sense of like that's like you know that is like a majority of the country like,
0: does actually believe that's the government they want to be. When they put Afghans up on the TV and, like, be like, the Afghan people are crying out for democracy and women's rights, those are, that is a sliver of a minority of, like, urban whatever. Like, nobody wants that shit. People want peace and prosperity and a Muslim government. But speaking of the Taliban, here's a Polaroid of um, me swimming with the Taliban in Afghanistan. (laughs) They were so nice. They actually I, were I, incredibly nice.
1: I actually have heard a lot of them are, or I don't know. If, I mean, this could just be like right wing Twitter, Twitter, uh, like stuff. But I've heard a lot of them are actually like very discontented with uh, the war kind of being over and them having to sort of enter into this like bureaucracy that's uh, kind of boring for them because they. Yeah, used I saw
0: to- that article too, and it's like. Yeah, I could totally imagine if you're like a sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year old who's like your whole life has been this, and it's like they're like, okay, now you have to guard the the amusement park. You have to be security for the amusement park. That kind of is a bummer, but it's like whatever. Like that sucks for you. Like yeah, you won. You're the government now. Like yeah, but yeah, no. I re- it, the mo- honestly the most jarring aspect that was like right away when I got to Afghanistan was um checkpoints because like we don't have checkpoints obviously here in america but it's like they're everywhere is a checkpoint so like during the day like you'll just get waved through as a checkpoint it's like nothing but when we went from one city to another we left at like three in the morning we went through like eight checkpoints leaving the city and each one they're like stop where are you going where are you coming from Da 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 and i'm because i'm so big i'm in the passenger seat and they're talking to me. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. I'm like, do I tell them I'm American? Do I say, like, you know, they're like, where are you from? I'm like, uh, Kabul. And they're like, obviously you're from Kabul. Where are you from? Like, they want some of the neighborhood. And I was like, uh, 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 uh. You know, it's like, it was it was a little jarring. But it, there was no, they were nice, respectful. They, When they found out we were American, they're like, what's America like? Do you own your house? Do you rent? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm guessing you speak Arabic, which is what I they speak. I speak Parsi farsi oh my god yeah
0: so the thing is the taliban most of them speak the other language which is pashto which i don't speak at all so it's like when everyone's speaking farsi it's like whatever like i can understand what everyone's saying but when they start speaking to themselves in pashto i'm like i just don't know what they're saying they're not saying anything it's like oh what are you saying like uh can you please speak in farsi like so yeah no i speak fluent farsi and i went with my brother who speaks like almost none but it was like we it, we made it work, and it was like a fun adventure. It was really, really, really amazing.
1: Did you feel uh, you had to like censor your sodomite sensibilities at all, or
0: not really? I mean, I didn't. I I tried to keep the caca caca cows to a minimum. I tried not <laughs> to, like doing like death drops or whatever. But yeah. other than that, it's like because the thing is like I I get clocked in the West obviously as being a faggot like very easily with my voice and my mannerisms blah blah blah. But no one in Afghanistan would hear my voice and dare make the take the jump to be like, "Oh, you are a committed sodomite." You know, you will have a gay sexual identity. It's like it's it would be like such a, a leap to do that. You know, so yeah, no, I never yeah. not into that at all. Yeah,
1: did you hook up when you were there?
0: No, people are like, "Oh my God, you're gonna what are they gonna do? Or you you can't go there. You're you're a sodomite." I'm like. I'm not gonna suck or fuck while I'm there. I promise you. Like I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to get hung.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just had to ask. I was like, oh, I wonder. I wonder if there's any sort of. I'm sure there is some type of gay scene. I, I would guess. Oh, but. Trust
0: me, mother. Anywhere in the world, there are men being dudes and being guys and doing stuff. Yeah, but yeah. No yeah. like gay sexual identity, you know.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Wow, that is that is fucking fascinating. Um, let me look at our our docket. What else do we say? I, I'm I, I'm. Thank you for talking about that. And <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe that picture of you. That's incredible. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, we could do. Um, uh, we could talk a little bit about Jeffrey Star and then move on to white guys in shorts if you want.
0: Oh I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: I liked I liked um, Jeffrey Starr's most recent interview. Did His you see recent, it?
0: I didn't see the most recent interview. I have to see it. Well, he did this interview where he was like,
1: I don't, well, he's like, what the fuck is this they, them thing? Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like,
0: yeah, People made that up during the pandemic because they were bored. I did not see that quote.
1: <laughs> I just saw that clip. That's all I watched. And I was kind of like, I was kind of like, it, it kind of, spoke to me because I loved that someone who looks like Jeffree Star was saying that. And one thing that I find, and I got got called a misogynistic pig because there was this OnlyFans girl who was commenting about how she feels uncomfortable in queer spaces because she's married to, she used AMAB, assigned male at birth, and she's assigned female at birth, but they're both they-thems. And she feels, and I like kind of like pushed back, and I was like, "Well, don't you have straight privilege if you like appear uh, i I was kind of turning I was being a little trolly, of course, yeah. I was I was using their language exactly, to like, yeah, like to, and I was like, aren't don't you have straight privilege like you appear, and I'm kind of always exhausted at um like whenever like bisexual women, especially are like bi erasure is like such a huge issue and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, you are married to a man. You live in a big ass house, you're upper middle class, you have children and you think that you experience anything similar to, and, and, and I'm not even trying to say that like gay men have, especially in like, where we live have that many problems but i'm like it's not the same like when i'm with my partner in the street to be
0: told to shut the fuck up if a bitch told me i feel uncomfortable and first of all if you say fucking queer space first of all I'll be like bitch shut the fuck up first of all second of all good third like you know like you should feel i don't care about your comfort you only fans thought ho like shut the fuck up it's like i don't Jeffree Star is right. And you know why Jeffree Star is right? is because Jeffree Star is, like, this poor white kid, who wh- poor white faggot, who, like, made it for himself. And it's like, yeah, I don't need... He didn't advance by using, like, HR speak and, like academic publishing whatever to like publish articles to get where where he is he's like no it's just through his own charisma his own work ethic whatever so that's why he's like yeah no i don't need any of that i don't want any of that but it's like these mediocre hoes who like kind of like their self-esteem is based in like being able to like claim this like a queer identity be bisexual lesbian it's like it's not even real bitch like it's not even fucking real and I wanna I that's the thing it's like I fully like I understand the, the utility and like you know using their own language and like being on the same like rhetorical battlefield as them but there's also a lot to be said for just being like bitch shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down shut Ooh. the fuck up you know it's like and that's how I would have approached it I would have been like shut your bitch ass up woman also, like
1: to be perfectly honest, like I'm—I've been uh, not drinking again for the last four months. I go in and out, but I've—I've um, I've, like been back on my back on the wagon. But I was off the wagon last year, and I went—you know—I was going out again and going to some gay clubs, and it was fun. And I went to one one night. I went to Metropolitan in Brooklyn, and there was you know a straight couple there, and they were clearly there because. The woman in the relationship wanted to have a threesome with a hot gay guy, and her boyfriend or whatever seemed to have some interest in like
0: we love want- an MMF moment. We love an M- I pers- I love an MMF moment.
1: Yeah, I mean they. He, she wanted to watch him like fuck a twink or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, he was like down enough, I think, and like it, it was just funny because like. Obviously they were just like fawned over like, it was not like, you know what I mean? Like he got to, he got to just be like the King of the castle and people were just like, you know, fag- faggots were just like throwing themselves at him and, and they were having a fucking blast. And I don't think they took anyone home. I don't know like, what happened with that, with their night, but I'm just saying like the idea that they were like in any way looked at as not like people thought it was fun that they were there And they were, there was actually this gross, this gross guy who was like licking armpits all night. He kept asking people if he could lick their armpits. And I was like, oh, this is why people hate us. Um, (laughs) But my point is, is that like, they were like totally part of the milieu. Everyone was laughing. Everyone was wasted. Everyone was chain smoking. And like, everyone thought they were like fun. You know what I mean? Like, no one was like, you don't belong here, you know? Like, and they were clearly, like, doing the, like, we're tourists in the gay scene night. They were having that night, you know what I mean? And they were having a blast. The guy showed his ass, like, you know, all the faggots were like, ah! Like, it was just, like, everyone was having fun, and I'm just, like... I don't believe that you're uh, you, that that anyone is saying anything to you.
0: It's all fake. It's all fake and made up for internet discourse points. Just like I'm sorry if you're under forty and you talk about homophobia. I'm sorry, it's not fucking real. It's not fucking real. I grew up like I'm about to be thirty. It's all fucking real. We did not grow up with homophobia. You could be openly gay when I was seventeen. Is when I came out to my friends and everyone around me. You could be open. No one's like fucking stuffing you. No one's fag-dragging you. No one's beating you up. If you are, it's probably because you did something fucking stupid. Like, no (laughs) one's, like, kicking the straight people out of the bar because they... Because also, what that whole dynamic plays into is, like, my theory of, like, homosexuality in society where it's, like, the reason faggots exist is to, like, worship and appreciate and serve men who run society and to keep their women at bay and constantly confused and memori- mesmerized with, like, concepts of, like, fashion and glamour and art. So it's, like, that whole dynamic of them even just going to the bar kind of, like, plays into that, where it's, like, she knows her straight man is going to set these fag... It's catnip to these faggots, you know? And, yeah. but she's kind of, like, perverting in a way where it's, like... I want to be involved on in it too. It's like, no, baby, you need to get, go away because we, we need to like secretly do this behind your back. But it's like, you know, it's 2023, do whatever you want. Like, but don't get on the internet afterwards and make up a scenario where this is a thing. It's like, none of these things are real. Whenever anyone is talking on the internet about racism and transphobia and this and that, just know in your heart, you could tell them to shut the fuck up and fuck off. Like, we live in the least racist c- country in the world. We live in the least homophobic country in the world. We live in the literal capital of the tranny empire that's trying to, like, export tranny dumb to the rest of the world by a bomb. Like, I need these people to be told to fuck off. They need to be mocked.
1: <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by your perspective. I I'm uh, I think I'm maybe a much uh, softer... Uh, presence than you but i i like hearing i like hearing you talk i think i think it's i think it's nice it's it's a refreshing way to to um yeah it's a refreshing thing to hear and i think the truth is is that like all that stuff all the isms and stuff that you just talked about are really just to distract from the fact that like everyone is technically oppressed by like these elites who don't give a shit about any 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 working person at all. I mean, that's the truth. Like, and if you would it living where we live, I I mean, at least in my job, I've encountered, you know, some of these like kind of elite people and like people making like five million dollars a year, mm-hmm. you know? And they're they're they, they they their whole thing is just maintaining their own wealth and their own power. And I, I kind of like that's why looking back i wish i had been i mean this is going to make maybe be cringe to you and cringe to listener, listeners but i wish in 2016 i had been more supportive of bernie because i felt like bernie was maybe like a like a kind of a kind of trump figure yeah that that could have been sort of a unit like actually maybe had some shot at uniting um working class people to demand like a few more crumbs from
0: <laughs> yeah through 2019 i was a bernie bro i was a bernie or trump person because I, I was like i was the type of it's like no it needs to be like this type of like shock to the system it needs to be whatever obviously looking back on it now i'm like oh that was fucking gay as fuck but like yeah at the time i was like very much a bernie bro whatever but it's like all of those isms are fake and i always say like i my favorite oppressed minority the only true oppressed minority are hot straight white men and i am here to serve i'm i'm at their service in this, this political battlefield that we're on i'm here to like be their champion you know <laughs> it's like-
1: Well, let's talk about hot, straight white men, because that was another thing that was making the Twitter rounds was the, the dudes and like the cargo shorts being like, oh, this is what inherited wealth looks like, which was cracking me up because like, again, I've like run into people who have real inherited wealth in my life. And I'm like, that's not what they look like. First off, those dudes are just like, regular-ass dudes who's like, dads are, like, lawyers or something. Yeah,
0: very middle <laughs> class, very normal. But that's the thing, it's, like, they want to really convince themselves and convince others that, like, the biggest threat to safety is, like, I'm going to sound like Camille Paglia, is, like, date rape on camp college campuses. It's like, no, bitch, you're going to get fucking robbed and beaten by some black schizo on the fucking train on your way to your job. And, like, that's how you're actually going to experience violence. And it's not going to be, like, the, the Chad that you wouldn't actually fuck you and maybe you drunkenly hooked up with before he realized your pussy smelled like curry and didn't want to actually do it. Like, that is not actual oppression. Sorry to break it to you.
1: Well, I think the truth is, is that, like, Americans as a whole are generally just incredibly safe overall. Yeah. Like, I don't buy, I don't buy, like, any of the, like, I don't think there's really that much to fear um, at all. I mean, that's that's the truth. I mean, I think horrible things happen here the way horrible things happen throughout history and happen all the time. But where we, Americans are incredibly safe compared to like the situation in a lot of other countries. Yeah. So this like constant fear mongering and this constant, like, you know, either whether it's, you're going to get date, date raped on campus or robbed by a schizo on the train. It's like, the truth is, is actually you're, you're, you're very safe and yeah. like your odds of being hurt in any way are pretty slim. And, the media has done a really good job of convincing you that you are in like constant peril when there are places in the world (laughs) where people are in near constant peril. um, And you're just not in that situation. I mean, like if you think about Syria and the civil war and all that shit, I'm like, that's, those are people that are, that are in constant peril. Like they were in like constant peril. Terror and peril. You know what I mean? Like, you want and like talk
0: about like the risk of rape. Like talk about India, where women in India have to um like advocate to have women's only bathrooms so that they could shit in peace. Whereas here They are whipping themselves into a frenzy about, like, you know, made up, like, you know, sexual crimes made by hot, straight white men that's not happening. But every time there is actual violence that happens, you know, because, like, yes, I agree. We do live in a very safe time, whatever. But, yeah, violence does happen often, especially in the cities that are as they, like... The cities are are fucking not what they used to be. Like, whatever you want to... Like, it's... But it's, like, they will dismiss every instance of that. Where it's, like, an Asian person gets beat up or whatever that is not doesn't happen oh the landlord gets kicked and breaks their head open oh that's actually good because fuck landlords or oh this it's like if they will justify every do you remember like maybe last year when that like leftist in pennsylvania got robbed at car point, like got carjacked and like immediately all his leftist friends were like he would not want this to be used as an excuse for police you know uh more policing or whatever it's like that's yeah. exactly what they do. Like, whenever actual violence comes up, they're they're the first ones to be like, hand wave it away, you know?
1: Yeah, and they, they, they constantly support violence mm-hmm. when it uh, suits their needs. I mean, I saw a tweet the other... Oh, what was it? It was something really ridiculous. I need to find it. But it was something like... It was from a trans account, and it was like, it's time to start putting, like, gender criticals and cis gays into camps or something. And I'm sure this person was, like, a fucking troll, but I was, like... It's so interesting how, like, I bet no one, like...
0: They would not <laughs> bat an eye. They would not bat an eye.
1: No, no. It, it's fine. It's fine for that person to and say that, that. They're
0: always accusing their their opponents. Everything a leftist accuses their opponents of they're guilty of themselves. So like that's why they're always hysterical about you want to put us in camps, you want to eliminate us, you want to genocide us, you want us to erase us, because that's exactly what they want to do. They effectively put us all on house arrest. Like if you lived in the city and you didn't get the jab, you were on ha- you were in house arrest. You could not go to a restaurant, you could not go to a museum, you could not go there. you were on house arrest, and they were happy to do it. If they couldn't work it out that way, and they had to put you in camps, they'd be happy to do it, and they wouldn't bat an eye. And that's why I'm like. Yeah, no, I really am not going to clutch my pearls about, like, using coarse language and being a little bit abrasive. Like, no, I'm not going to do it because these motherfuckers want to put us in camps for real. But that being said, I'm convinced that the only way forward for, like, a good, like, I'll be conservative, 5 to 15% of the population is Xinjiang-style re-education camps. People have truly lost their minds gone off the deep end, are radicalized in, like, oh, I'm going to lead the tranny revolution against the transphobic chuds, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. These people need to be de-radicalized. Like, they need to be, like, sir, you can wear a skirt, but you're not allowed to, like, go into a woman's restroom, you can't change your pronoun on your driver's license, and you're not going to beat up women who call you a man. Sorry. You need to be taught. So it's, like, at the end of the day like oh yeah you got me bitch i do want to re-educate you i do i do need you to be de- like denazified sorry well they're trying to
1: like i mean yeah they want to re-educate everyone themselves they're, I mean, doing like, it. I, they're
0: doing it yeah
1: yeah i mean like the i i thought it was so funny that clip um of the guy from china who was talking about he was old enough to remember like the cultural revolution and he was saying i see a lot of that in the US right now. And um the newscaster was like, oh, you mean like white supremacy, blah, blah. And he was like <gasps> talking about uh he was talking about leftists. He yeah, was yeah, struggle about-
0: sessions and cancellation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. And,
1: was, and like, and like I think leftist organizations are like imploding in these like struggle sessions because they're spending all their time just going around and around and around and around, and around in circles. Um which
0: is exactly you know. why they're so obsessed with the Tranny question because when it comes down to like an actual struggle session they flop every time because we it's all nonsense it's all the only way it exists is if you don't speak if you aren't abrasive if you're nice and if you shut your mouth and self-censor so that's why they have it so that they have like this super amorphous wide encompassing Ideological principle that they could use that to be like, haha, I'm allowed to censor you now because you said Charlotte Kleimar is a man. So I don't actually have to engage in the struggle session with you. You go to jail. And it's like, that's why it's like you have to be like 10 toes down on it.
1: Yeah. uh, Tucker Mark said a few um, episodes ago this thing that I think is very true is that you don't even. Need any proof of anything anymore, you just need the accusation, and that's enough for a person to just completely be dismissed as as any uh as having any real um political you know uh, yeah. leverage it's like if you if you manage to come up with and it's like they they keep making the terms vaguer and vaguer. It's like no one even knows what transphobia means anymore. No one knows what sexual misconduct means anymore. They've just expanded the terms to no one knows what racism means anymore. Like but they've expanded. The
0: cause like, huh? the, cause that's the point the The fuzziness, the amorphousness is, its, is, is precisely its strength because that's the thing. It's like, if, if I am very visibly a leftist, if I was a tranny or if I was like one of those types, that's like, I'm a commie hijabi, like I'm Ilhan Omar or whatever. I could actually say anything I could if I'm Ilhan, if I'm for example, Corey Bush, right. I could say, 1350 or whatever. If I'm Ilhan Omar, I could say, you know, anything. If I'm Charlotte- all about the- she said it though,
1: it's all about the Benjamins. She exactly, said it, remember?
0: Exactly. Or if I'm uh yeah. if I'm Charlotte Kleimar, I can say things like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm a man, but you know, because they're friends, but enemies can say something that does. We all think are fully within the bounds of the discourse, but because it's so amorphous and it can mean anything at any time, if you're an enemy, you're out. If you're a friend, you have free range. You know, it's all about that friend enemy distinction.
1: Yeah. And they have to, like, they have to create this, this, uh, yeah. And it's all about sha- I like your, I like your point about it, like shadow desires, because it's like the shadow self. It's like a lot of what the left accuses people of is really their own, their oh, own yeah. internal. That's players. my race point like, take.
0: Yeah. Whenever you see yeah, like, it, a leftist talking about like land back and kill whitey and blah, 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 blah. It's because of the psychic dissonance between their own design. Cause they know that they cannot, you know, they, their politics are supposed to be anti-white, white replacement, blah, 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 blah. But they low key want that BWC So that cognitive dissonance is what causes them to be so insane and unhinged and always being like, the Nazis are right around the corner. They want to genocide me. It's because, like, baby, keep your race play fetish in the bedroom like me. And that way you could have good politics. But because you can't keep it in the bedroom, you end up being crazy on the timeline.
1: Well, it's, like, the point that a lot of people have made now um, about how, like, The Handmaid's Tale is really just, (laughs) like you know, a secret fantasy please, of, like, oh, no, you
0: hold me down and rape me and impregnate me, please, with your superior yeah. sperm. Yeah. Yeah, this
1: powerful man is going to, like, and it's, like, this weird, like, yeah, it's, like, this shadow self. It's, like, this fantasy that they can't admit that they they have, um, and so they have to, like, make it something, like, nefarious. But, yeah, I thought that that um, that, that whole picture, like, controversy was just... So, um,
0: they it was just stupid hate white men because they want white men, and it's so sad. And it's like, just admit it so that you can move on. Like, so just say that you like be AOC and say, Yes, I love like that colonizer D, so that way you could be like, Oh, so I actually don't hate all white people. Like, you know, it's obvious that I don't hate all white people, it's not about their whiteness that I need to replace them. It's because these people are outside of my political coalition, so I have to punish them by importing the whole. Global South in order to depress their wages and flood their communities with fentanyl and blah, 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 blah. It's not about their inherent evilness as white people because I'm obsessed with white cock, you know? It's like, and, but that's the thing they can't. It's like, it's, it's Freud. It's like all there.
1: Yeah. Um. I also wanted to, this is a good time, I think, to talk about uh jerking off on trains because I was, I, you know, I was actually a little confused about like what was happening there because, well, obviously, like I've I'm I live uh, in the metropolis, so I have seen dicks on trains. It happens. Oh my god, but, I have
0: not seen a dick on a train ever.
1: Oh, I have, I have. Oh I've my definitely goodness, seen, I, I've seen guys. Fly. The one of the funniest ones was one time this train couldn't move because. There was this guy standing on the back of the train. I don't know what the fuck was up with him, but he was standing on like the little whatever ledge on the back of the train. And no one, the cops couldn't get him off. No one could, like, they were trying to get him him, him off. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, (laughs) get the fuck off the back of the train. And then, like, there was a huge crowd of people, which of course I, like, immediately got in. I got into the crowd because I was, like, curious what the fuck was going to happen. And I love shit like that. I love yeah. New York. Love. I love when shit's going down and everyone stops. And of course, everyone takes their cell phones out. And then the guy, uh, you know, everyone was filming him because they were like, what are these cops going to do? The guy was black. The cops were white. So, you know, it was
0: like, the like, cops oh, get ready. were- We're going to have to say his name. Get ready, get ready.
1: Uh, and the cops were like, but everyone was kind of laughing. And the cops were kind of like, um, and the very obviously, you know, it, it's New York, extremely mixed race crowd. And the cops were like, obviously didn't want to like violently take this guy off the back of the train, which is what needed to happen. People needed to get to work, you know? So like they, they, they didn't want to do that. They wanted just to like, they wanted just to like get him to get off the train. So they just kept saying like, get off the train. And people were yelling like, motherfucker, we have to get to work. Like, get off the fucking train and then he he pulled his pants down and started masturbating to all the people filming
0: <laughs> so that's one it's of my up uh, to you new york new yeah. york <laughs> I,
1: I, i've definitely seen people yeah i've seen i've seen i've seen some jacking off and things like that so i've seen it happen but what, what i don't i kind of even missed it where people saying that like we're, we're leftists on Twitter saying that wanting people to not jack off on the train is a police, is like a... Yeah, basically,
0: pro- because the thing is, it's like, the whole, like, the leftists have, like, a fetish about public transportation, obviously, right? But it's like, you know what the obvious problem is with public transportation, besides the fact that it limits me and my freedom and when I'm able to go places, is that I'm forced to have to contend with, like anti-social fucking lumpen elements that are jerking off and shooting up on the train it's like it makes it unpleasant for normal people to be able to use these public services and you as a leftist are always fucking going to take up on the side of the fucking lumpen as opposed to the working person who has to get to fucking work and it's actually like the thing the thing is about the discourse online is that it's constantly like in a time loop we're always doing the same discourse every like 9 to 18 months so it's like this happened a couple like 18 months ago when it was like Liz Brunig saying you know oh you know it doesn't really affect me to see junkies shooting up on the on the train with me and my children you know it's like bitch it does affect you it does it affects everyone to be like I cannot go I miss uh, Liz like,
1: Brunig I do miss her but yeah I brought. remember I remember when she I, remember when she, she's, she hasn't been tweeting in a while, but she, she stopped tweeting. I I think she stopped tweeting after everyone decided that she was the sole reason for the Overturn of Bro. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, somehow, like, somehow Liz Bruneg had that power, but, um, I, I always I always liked her. But anyway, my, I, yeah, I remember that. That's interesting. So people were saying that again, basically. Like, yeah, it doesn't it's the have-
0: same thing where it's like, oh, you're not allowed, first of all, you're not allowed to notice antisocial behavior if it comes from, like, a black person or a homeless person or some, because the thing is, like, the Marxists have always ha- traditionally have, like, had their concern be working people. Leftists today who wear, you know, leftists in Marx's face always valorize, like, people who don't work, like, fucking drug addicts, prostitutes, homeless people, bums, drains on society, etc., etc. because it, like, serves the broader political purpose of terrorizing normal people. It's, like, it is in their interest to keep Junkies on your train jerking off, shooting up, beating up Asian ladies on the train because it keeps the populace in this kind of like heightened sense of like um, anxiety. So, where they're like, yeah, no, we need to funnel more resources to some NGO that's going to say that they're going to help the homeless, but really, you're just giving another 50 leftist email jobs, you know, while nothing changes. It's like that's the whole MO of the left, where it's like, we're going to keep defending the most antisocial elements of society.
1: So they thought that you shouldn't be arrested for jacking off on the train. Was yeah, that because the, cops like,
0: are bad, and if you don't like people jacking off on the subway, that nece- that necessarily means that you're going to have to um, increase policing on the trains. I'm like, I don't go, fuck. I don't give a fuck. Weed's legal now. I don't really. I'm, beyond that, like, I, it, it's not going to affect me. Like, I don't really care.
1: Oh, you know, it's so funny that they would even like try to have that argument because that's that seems very anti-me too, which is like. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of, like, specter of constant sexual predation. And, like, here's an example of actual sexual predation happening
0: kind of daily in New York. Well, that's because, well, like, during Me Too, there was that clip of the woman who posted herself walking down New York City and, like, recording every instance in which she got catcalled. But, like, that quickly got buried, like, afterwards got buried because everyone who fucking cat called her was fucking Dominican or black or Puerto Rican. It's like, Oh, that kind of defeats the whole larger political thing. If we're like complicated, because it's not the frat boy in the colorful shorts. That's cat calling you. It's the people that you think are angels that you are like political angels that you're not allowed to criticize.
1: Yeah, no, I remember that. I also remember yeah. this, this will probably make you laugh. I had a, Uh, I knew a woman who had a, like, a blog at the time, um, and I don't know her anymore, but she was an an unfortunately very unattractive woman, but she she wrote this whole blog article about how, like, nothing like that would ever happen to me, and it was, like, this huge, like, cope thing, and I was, like... Oh, yeah. Women posting
0: their L's, women posting their L's for real. I know. It was just like like, women love posting their L's. Like, no Puerto Rican ever cat calls me. And it's like, yeah, that's what do you want me to do with that? State enforced cat calling? Like
1: I know. It's also like she had like literal facial hair and stuff. It was it was a sad um uh it it was a sad. Uh, it was a, it was a rough. Yeah, it was a rough. <laughs> it was a rough. outposting moment. I remember being like, "Girl, don't write this article. Like, just don't. Like, don't don't try, don't like. You know. Um. Yeah. Whatever. I don't
0: know how some people just don't have that little thing in their head where it's like, don't do that. Don't like do you? There is no need for you to post Miss L. Like you don't need to give them this. Yeah,
1: have some self preservation. I mean, I've I've I relate to it because like I well I like I'm I'm obsessive compulsive and like I um I kind of like have like a a confessional tick. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh, I need to confess like things or whatever. That's like that's like one of my. Th- I've worked on it. I've worked on it. I'm doing. You know, I'm doing. I'm doing good, but. <laughs> I I used to like um really feel the need to be like oh I need to talk about this like really like humiliating or embarrassing experience that I had like to everyone I know because for, I don't know why like it was just like this because if I bring
0: it up now then they already know and it's like yeah that's old news.
1: Yeah, but it's just like it's just funny because it's like I do understand the urge to like it, you think it's going to make you feel better but really you're just reliving that humiliation <laughs> oh my
0: god and it's like i don't need motherfuckers the thing is like i have so many like different random clicks of haters like i have like my afghan haters i have like my homosexual post post left haters i have my certain take seller haters and it's like i never want to give these motherfuckers the ammunition to be like oh well also this 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 and it's like no some things are for me that's the thing it's like i especially for the first like year and a half that i was on twitter it was like you don't know me. You don't know anything any details of my life. You don't know my preferences. You don't know this. You don't know that. Because it's like, oh, if you have because at that point it was like, if you had like this very deep aversion to basil from Twitter, it was not because you knew me. It was not because of some personal anecdote that I had revealed to you that gave you like gave you the ick about me. It's because you couldn't reconcile the political argument that I was making about the tranny question, and its connection to the broader left. And it was like, I I hate Basil from Twitter. He's so autistic and abrasive and annoying. And it's like, you don't know anything about me. You just know that I'm constantly bringing this critique up.
1: Yeah, I'm getting better because, like, I was, you know, my account I made in 2012 and then didn't touch it for, I don't know, eight years. Like, I didn't even, I didn't do anything with it. Um, and then uh, the pandemic happened and I was like, Okay, I'm gonna block everyone that like followed me in my like IRL life, and yeah. just make and, and just take this account anon, which is what I did. And I started really being a poster like in like in 2020, and I um, was anon at the time, and for like. Pretty much until the last year, like no one, I had like no followers, like no one, no one paid attention to anything I said. And then, um, which is, which was fine. It was kind of fun to tweet into the void and like, it felt like nothing mattered. And then I, I, I'm still a small account, but then I started like gaining uh, more followers and then the podcast happened and then I gained even more followers. And again, I'm still a very small account, but I said, I did, I did in the last couple of months start really reevaluating. I'm like, wow, now, now there's people who pay attention a little bit more to me and I want to like protect my like real self, which is like the first time I had that like urge. I was like, oh, I do have to keep some things for me. Like I can't, this can't just be like a confessional diary any longer because, um, I, I want I want to bifurcate that. I don't want to... I, I, I don't want to lose... Like, I'm going to Mexico next week. I plan on, like, not being on Twitter the whole time I'm there. Because I I, I want to have, like, an IRL, <laughs> IRL life. But it was yeah. something that I never... It was something that I never considered until um, I suddenly had people really, uh, like, like, responding and, like, liking my stuff and, like, paying attention to it and retweeting it, which is, like, very, very, very fresh for me. Like, it's yeah. truly, like... It's truly like a last six months um, thing. And I also like one thing that I'm sure you as someone who's had like multiple accounts and stuff have experienced. It's like, I'm also trying, like, I I try to be like, because I said something on Twitter at one point doesn't mean that that is my like static opinion about this thing for the rest of my life. Like... I reserve the right to like change my mind about anything that I, I post because I think that that's like the only healthy way to exist in the world. And like, I've been through, you know, I was raised Catholic, very, very Catholic. Then I went to liberal arts college. I got indoctrinated into the whole thing. I was actually a feminist studies major. I was a super, super, super lib for like years. Um, and that didn't start breaking down. Until after Trump got elected, because I was just like, oh my God, like people are just obsessed with talking about this. And it's like we're still like the New York Times just today published an article that was like, we all need to get ready for the Trump indictment. I'm like, we've been getting ready for the fucking Trump indictment for seven years. So like that was when Trump really was when I started like having a breakdown of like that like core identity of myself. And I was like really, really I was like really, really left. Like I went to fucking DSA meetings. I bought, but did not read the communist manifesto. (laughs) I, I, you know, I was, I was doing that whole thing. I've joked around on the pod before about how, like I had like a brief period in my like late teens where I like, like was getting pretty close to some like eco-terrorist type people so like (laughs) i I wasn't i wasn't doing anything illegal but i was like interested in them and i was like oh you guys blow up cars like wow (laughs) um you know so like
0: if you're listening i have no connection to that (laughs) i I
1: really don't because i'm like i'm like a a pussy and like a coward and like I, i would never do anything like that and like i'm a i'm ultimately like you know, very much a pacifist at heart and have no interest in any sort of violence. But um, it was just, yeah. So anyway, I don't even know where this ramble was going, but it's been a new journey for me to realize, like, you do have to um, be careful about uh, putting, yeah, like, your personal details online. But, like, and it's interesting because I feel like in the, like, when I was, I'm a little older than you, and, like, I was, you know, like, in the, I would say like in the early 2010s, like when girls was on TV and stuff and like Lena Dunham was huge. It was like this whole, like the whole thing became like, we should all just be like constantly self-confessional and like constantly like sharing every aspect of our lives. And I think you lose a little bit of like your, your soul when you do that. Like, like you should have
0: mystique is like keeping stuff to yourself, having something that is only revealed intimately is like good. All those things are good, but it's like, like I, I, how you were talking about like I, reserving the right to change and stuff like that. Like I also was like a very hard left person. I, I still, my analysis, the way I like interpret the world is still fundamentally like a Marxist interpretation of the world. Like me being Muslim gets applied to that, but fundamentally, I'm like, yeah. What's the material analysis? Where is the money? Where is the politi- What is the political coalition that exists? Like you know. So it's like when I had this account, Neo Bactrian first when I started using it, it was like end of 2019, beginning of 2020. At that time, it was like, I was like a disaffected Bernie bro. So I was listening to people like Amy Therese and I was listening to the Fed Post and I was listening to, you know, all those types of things. And I look back at some of my old tweets and it's like, I I rely very heavily on like being like, you know, doing like, because like at that time too, like that end of 2019, beginning of 2020, it was like, let me read the materials. Let me like really read. I was like, all right, I'm going to read I tried reading Capital. I try, I read the the Three Internationals. I read the 18th Brumaire. I really, really dived into theory and stuff like that. That's why if I look at my old tweets, I'm, like, really relying on, like, when I say, like, things like Bonapartist, I'm still, like, my Marxist is showing, you know? But it's, like, that's not where I am today. And it's, like, what really clicked for me where it's, like, oh, Basil from Twitter is its own thing when... So when Neobactrian got nuked, right? Since then, I had, like, I think it's eight or nine or ten accounts. I know I knew ba- Basil was a thing when I would get nuked, and in a day, coming back, I would have 400 followers. Because people would find me, you know? It would be like, help me find my friends, you know? I was like, oh, okay, no matter what, there is something about what I'm saying that is resonating in its own unique way in this own specific sphere that is attributable to to me. So where it got to the point where it's like someone will see something where it's like some Asian lady talking about killing Whitey and she has a white boyfriend, someone's going to tag me in that. Or someone's going to be like, the specific thing about the training question, they're going to tag me in that. It's like, oh, the brand kind of exists independently of me. And it, it really has helped that it's like, it's not my name, it's not my face, it's not about my personality. It's just about this specific three topics I'm always talking about. The training question, the race play thing, and Afghanistan. And it's like, cool, I like talking about those things. My opinions might change or whatever, but my fundamental like core values haven't changed, but how they may um, express themselves in a given moment is not going to be the same as it was in 2019 when I was like really trying to be like, hey, listen, post left, because that was at that time, that was a thing. I mean, like, listen, guys, if you guys really want to abandon the left and really make inroads with the right-wing populace, this is what you have to do. Now, I'm like, oh, that doesn't fucking exist. And now when I see, like, right-wing take sellers doing certain things, I'm like, oh, it's the exact same thing as the post-left thing. This is a media market. They all want to have their little... They all want to be their little Howard Stearns. They all want to be Chapo Trap House. They all want to be their own... Dissonant version of that, so it it has helped me because like I kind of got caught up in kind of mixing the two, where it's like, oh, this podcaster talks to me all the time. We're we're cool. We're friendly. Are we friends? I don't know. But it's like, oh, the second you're um the coattails that you're trying to ride don't like basil. basil is persona non grata. Basil is deaded. You know. It's like so. It's like oh, right. My friends exist in real life. I see my friends every day. They love me, whatever. The people I interact online, if you have a Substack or a podcast or whatever, I understand first and foremost, you're doing a media project. You are trying to advance your media project. You need access to media markets. So it's like, I'm going to... con Basil from Twitter might end up being very annoying for you. I understand that. You know, it's like... and But it got to the point where it's like, Last December, when a bunch of take sellers decided Basil was not it, it was like, ooh, this kind of does not feel good. Because I kind of, like, put a a little bit too much stock in being like, oh, look at me. I'm rubbing elbows with, you know, Bap and Anna and and Glenn Green. Look at me in this group chat. And then you realize, oh, that's right. I'm not actually trying to have a media career. I have, like, a real career that, like, pays well and that I worked hard for and my parents understand and are very proud of and they, like, say, yes, my son is an attorney and their heads are held high. And I'm like, that is what's important. Not, like, this stupid little Twitter. So you're like, I like to talk about these things and I'm always going to talk about these things, but I'm not here to, like... Suck the right dicks in order to get invited to like CPAC USA or the DeVere Ball and like suck tranny dick at the DeVere Ball.
1: I want to be clear that I I would take an invitation to the DeVere Ball, but no, no. (laughs) I'll
0: I'll be the best one and I'll be like, hey, what's up? Basil's here. What's up? So my yeah, I mean I definitely
1: feel like I could fall into that category like I definitely am a writer and like and like want attention and all that shit but I, I I think the thing I like about you and having people like you on and having all sorts of people on is because I I just want to talk to interesting people and like I don't think that I, I think that one thing that I hate about the current climate is that like talking to people who disagree with you means that you are or or whatever that someone might disagree with means that you're endorsing their their views or whatever. And it's like we
0: disagreement means something beyond just like a disagreement on that one point. Like, for example, if at the after our conversation, you're like, no, I still think Matt Walsh was wrong for the way he did that okay, that's cool. Like, that's, like, your own opinion. My opinion is, like, it didn't bother me. So it's, like, that's fine. But it's, like, if it's, like, oh, Basil's bringing up the fact that um, Thaddeus... Whatever, I'm not going to fucking get into it. But, But, like, if it's, like, oh, Basil has an opinion about this that kind of makes our social market machinations a little less comfortable, a little less smooth, because he's kind of like pointing out this very obvious elephant in the room. Well, yeah, you're not going to like fucking like me. I get that. But it's like, you don't have to, I'm like, I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm a Pisces. I'm like, I I like to get along, but I'm also an Aries moon, so I'll be like, blah, 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 I'll fucking come for your ass. But like, it's like, I'm too sensitive for it.
1: I just want to talk to interesting people. That's all that, that, yeah. that really is my, my project. I mean, I did pool houses pod this week and like some of the stuff we talked about was like, whoa. I was like, we are I was like, woo, pool house, like you know what I mean? But like i, I pool house
0: is like running at a thousand miles a minute. Yeah, but
1: I liked it. I liked I liked getting a little skits out with him. I liked It's fun. yeah. About- yeah, I liked hearing about his views on like our you know alt- alternate timelines and stuff. And like honestly, I'm too dumb to like really understand. I'm like reading this book, Dark Matter, right now. That's all about. It's like this, like it's it's like it's like pop fiction. It's not like that deep, but it's all about like multiverses <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm like, I-, I love reading it. It's so fun. I'm, but I'm glad that I'm like too dumb to understand physics and to even like, um, you know what I mean. Like I'm like yeah. I'm like this doesn't this like and that's that was the thing when Poolhouse started talking about alternate timelines i'm like i don't even understand that i can't i i so it's i'm it's fun to hear you talk about it i'm glad that we're talking about it but i'm like happy that like i'm happy that i'm high iq enough to be interested but low iq enough that like i can't see the I, 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 it, to me it can all just remain this like interesting conversation it doesn't like fuck with my like I sense of
0: yeah it's so weird when some people get like, really black, <laughs> like some people like will hear stuff like that like and be like get really black pilled about like the state of the world and be like oh but it's like that if that's if you're like listening to like right-wing bodybuilders and racist uh you know wignat accounts and this that and the other thing it's like and you're internalizing that in a sense where it's like oh my god there's no hope and i have to like all women are roasties and they're all whores and i'm never gonna get married and there's no like That's not the takeaway. The takeaway is that you're supposed to like come away with it with like a broader understanding, a more nuanced understanding of the world and realize like the world is not so black and white as like what like um, NPR is telling you it is or whatever. And like be able to just like kind of revel in that because like the way I always thought about, talked about the left was that it was a, a mental asylum that kept you chained into it. And it's like, once you break yourself out of it, and the way I always said the way to break yourself out of it was to publicly be like trans women or men, because they'll kick you out. But like once you're kicked out of that mental asylum, it's actually just like a like, an expansive meadow, a sunny, expansive meadow where you're like, oh, look, over there, the the right-wing bodybuilders, they're posting their physique on Friday. That's cool. And, oh, look over there, the, the wignats, they're talking about, like, the bankers. Oh, that's cool. Oh, oh, look over there, the art fags, they're talking about Mishima. That's, like, kind of cool. And, like, you gotta just, like, get to play and listen and think and, you know, talk to new interesting people and, like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to go from the one insane asylum to another insane asylum. You don't have to go from that.
1: I mean, that's that what you just said right there is a hundred percent. Like what I, I remind myself every single day. I'm like, I spent a lot of time locked in a cage where I was like, there's only like X, Y, and Z acceptable ideas. And I'm not just going to climb back into a new cage. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to like, I'm, I'm going to stick to like thinking for myself and letting myself change my mind. I still think Matt Walsh was de- mean to Dylan Mulvaney, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm happy to, I'm happy to hear other opinions. And like the one, the one thing I I will never do is like, I, I I'm trying to never again like get back into a thing where I'm like I only think this way because yeah. I think that's that's unhealthy and you stop growing and life becomes kind of dull and un- uninteresting and um that was one thing I, I was happy about when Trump happened honestly because I was like I was like wow like my expectations for like what can happen like I, were blown open and now I'm like. Maybe anything can
0: happen. Yeah, I <laughs> you know what I history mean? is not over. History, that's why I, I love that history is not over. Anything can happen. And it's like I, that's why I was like when I was talking about earlier. I was like when all these take sellers decided to be like basil was no no good. I found myself when I started to like really get into these like circles. I was like, oh, I'm self censoring. I am now putting. I'm fine. I'm feeling myself putting the straight jacket on of where I'm like, oh these take sellers will not like the fact that I'm going to criticize Thaddeus Russell for doing age of consent discourse, but I'm still going to do it. But it's like, yeah, no, now I'm going to get kicked out of the club. You
1: know? So it's like, I I mean, I still self-censor sometimes. I mean, like I try not to as much as like, like I was talking to a a female friend. I went out to lunch with her and I was like, I'm so tired of people talking about like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like I was like, it's so, so fucking stupid. And I was like, and i don't believe this like these like 19 year old like gorgeous women like don't don't also have power and don't also understand what they're getting about, out of this and might even be uh, they have their own agendas and their own manipulation and she was just like well i don't know like i had a i had an age gap relationship when i was that age and it really uh, uh you know damaged me and i was like but like and i i almost said it but i didn't i was i almost wanted to be like but that's your right experience that's Another not that
0: 19 year old adult can have a different experience i also hate yeah, and, like, and, and, teens. yeah and your and
1: your uh and your experience which i do know a lot about like is is bad and i'm i'm sad that that happened to you but like i'm like i'm like it doesn't mean that your experience can be glued onto everyone's your experience, experience is not universal
0: know? The experience of any random black person telling you something is racist is not universal. The experience of any random woman telling you something is misogynistic is not universal. The experience of any cross-dresser telling you something is transphobic is not universal. That's why it's like, the part for me that's like coming out of the mental asylum of the left is like, whenever I hear those types of aspersions about an idea or a, a take or an opinion, where they're like, that is misogynistic or transphobic or racist or whatever... Is like, that is a huge red flag for me. I'm like, because what all that does is say that is verboten. That is a no, you cannot think that f- because it is transphobic, racist, misogynistic, XYZ. It's like, I don't care about that label. I care about what I agree with, what I feel like gloms onto reality, what I feel like is workable. If you think it's misogynistic, racist, transphobic, whatever, g- great, wonderful, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Like, what, wo- like, wonderful. But, well, that's, that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say that. Basically, it was like, I'm just not going to let that be a thought killer for me.
1: No. And that's one thing I like, I find fascinating about the whole like JK Rowling thing, like watching that unfold is I'm like, no one ever, like no one ever engages her, or at least that I've seen. No one ever engages her with her arguments. No one ever says, I disagree with you. And here's my logical, like, thesis of why i disagree with you. They just call her a transphobe and that's the end of the conversation for them. And I'm like I'm like why don't you why don't you engage why don't you try to say something to like
0: the like I don't know. I, the thing is they can't because someone like a JK Rowling or even like I wouldn't say Matt Walsh like a JK Rowling or someone else who's like mildly transphobic in that type of way is um has perfectly reasonable positions but ultimately are ones that are like, so like someone like a Katie Herzog or a Jesse Single, right? They have, they are on the side of the trannies. They're on the tranny side, but they have very reasonable critiques, right? So they have to be made untouchable transphobes so that you never get to the actual actual arguments that actually reject the whole ideology root and stem. So if you say so, like Jesse Single, uh uh Katie Herzog, J.K. Rowling, these types of people, Andrew Sullivan, these types of people are ones who say things like, you know, trans and kids is insane and wrong and should be banned, but that has nothing to do with my normal, cool trans friend who's an adult who should be recognized in law as the gender they pretend to be and should have their license changed to have their sex marker and should be whatever. So they have to be completely beyond the pale, because 99% of people say, or no or 100% of people know, no man is a woman. No woman can be a man. Men can't give birth. You know? So it's like they, the more mild critique has to be treated as more extreme, so that you never get to the more holistic root and stem rejection of the whole premise.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just find it interesting. I'm like, yeah. no one ever just engages them in like a good faith, like, like, uh, okay, you think that. Now I'm going to tell you why, why I think you're wrong. And that's they, why I'm they... so
0: abrasive. That's why I'm always so abrasive, because it's not in good faith. They don't want to have a good faith argument, so why am I going to waste my precious time? I charge motherfuckers $300 for an hour of my time. I'm not going to waste a second of my time Pretend with someone who's going to pretend to believe that some chicks have dicks. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to tell you, shut the fuck up. You're fucking stupid. You're my political enemy. And if you keep this shit up and you want to threaten people, I'm going to lobby to have your motherfucker, fuck motherfucking ass put in a fucking re education camp.
1: <laughs> I think that's a good place to end. We've done an hour for you. It's <laughs> long. But thank you, Basil, for coming on. Thank and you I'm, for I'm having It was
0: so good. I love that
1: When I stop recording, don't uh, don't log right off because I just want to talk to you for a minute before sure. we before we go. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.